Hey everybody, it's Katie here. Please enjoy this third installment of The Mank Files, in which Josh talks about the episode The Favorite Son, which is probably an all-time favorite of both mine and Kimberly's. And then stay tuned after for our recap of The Favorite Son to refresh your memory. Okay, this um, is... yeah. Can we <laughs> talk about The Favorite Son? The favorite son. Mickey. This sure. Is, oh, yeah. Do you remember Mickey? Oh, how can I? I can't forget. We were hoping you'd say that. I can't forget. We are obsessed so, with Mickey. Mickey is one of our all-time favorite Dateline interviews. One, one is, of the great stories. Is Mickey. <laughs> one and, of the great stories. And your, your and Mickey's time Thank together you. was right. just right. Katie even made up a song, Mickey and Mickey being best friends. I did. Yeah. A song for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, when it was over, this was the great thing. Well, let's go ahead. Let's talk okay, about that. Okay. I'll tell you. The, I'll give you the punchline at the end. So, first of all, how her way of speaking, how much was cut? Did you guys try to leave as much as you could oh, yeah. in? Oh, yeah. Okay, because... Oh, yeah. I always try and leave the exchanges as intact as possible. Sometimes if somebody trips over something or if they say right. something twice, you know, sure. they'll take then, it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have an unlimited amount of time, but my... I would much rather you guys hear, you in the audience, mm-hmm. hear from the person in an exchange yeah. as opposed to me saying, Katie was sitting at the end of the table, she was wearing a gray sweater, there mm-hmm. was a microphone in front of her. Much better if that comes out in a discussion. In a mm-hmm. discussion, right. And so, and that's also, I mean, that's sort of what differentiates Dateline from some documentary in which the correspondent's not part of it. I mean, you want to be the sort of surrogate for the audience and ask the questions that they want to ask. Like, how could you possibly steal from your daughter to give something to your son? And replace the diamond. What in God's name is wrong with you? No. And her way of speaking was so odd in that you would say, don't steal anything else. And she would say, well, I never did before. Right. But I did it. Yep. And I'm not sorry I did it. That's Mickey. Just in ever, one sentence, that's reverses her opinion back that's, and forth. That's Mickey. Yeah, no. Uh, look, when that thing was over, Mickey said to me, I want to thank you for being so so nice to me and so gentle. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> really? Uh, I said, I don't get that a lot. She goes, oh, yeah, you're very, you're very nice. I thought, all right, well, okay, but clearly I wasn't tough enough on you because, you know, I, I was like, we actually had that in the story for a little while, and I think it fell out. Um, oh. It's not. It's definitely not yeah. there. No, that's yeah. Yeah, I think it came out for time. But, uh, I mean, the reaction online uh, was uniform. Oh, yeah. was. Right? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Which, which was. Uh, She's a trip. She's a like, character. Like no one could understand that. I still can't quite understand it. Mickey, all I can say is she is in. She is every bit as unapologetic about that as she appeared to be in that interview. Wow. Yeah, she just. I couldn't tell if it was a defense mechanism because she felt so badly I don't think that she, does. she started no, this whole I thing. I think her. I mean, her feeling is. Uh, Joey needed the ring. Yeah. And, Joey needed it. And I, I think she saw. I'm presuming everybody saw this episode. I think she saw Joey. I'm not saying this is what I think. I think uh-huh. Ricky saw Joey as this work in progress who was going to become this fabulous guy. Like he had his life together. And right. He this, sure. And he, he was out of prison. He was out of prison. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, like, I mean, moms who make apologies for their kids who have done wrong. Right. You know, that, that's not new. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Kelly, who, you know, you know, had, had had a tough time too. Yeah, she didn't get the benefit of sort of no. you know no. mom's 
optimistic outlook on the rest of her life. And she, yeah, because she would say, well, Kelly didn't need it. And that's such a diss to Kelly. What if Kelly gets married? Kelly had a boyfriend. But Joey needed it. What if Kelly wanted to sell it and and, and buy it? It was her ring. She could do what she wanted. Yeah, but... But clearly mom felt, clearly Mickey felt, like the ring was never really not hers. Mm, like she'd yeah. given it to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Kelly, I think, wore it during her marriage. Mm-hmm. And then she got divorced and she also took it oh. off. Took it from Mickey. So I think Mickey's thinking was, I gave this ring to her. She used it. It didn't work for her either the way it hadn't worked for me. And uh, I... I gave it up because I wasn't married to that guy anymore. And then, I, and then I, and then Kelly also had a failed marriage. And right. She wasn't. So now we can. I can do with it whatever I want. But it's huh. still really mine to decide where it goes. Right. I believe in Mickey's defense. That's her thinking, as opposed to what it seemed like was. Uh, Stealing a ring yes. from your daughter, replacing it with a fake ring, which just <laughs> like I, I could, my mouth was to fall open, it's so and nuts. and I'm sure everybody watching did. Oh um, yeah, no. And in the process, setting in motion this whole chain of bitterness, yes. which right. ended up you know being wrapped around a murder. Right, absolutely. Uh, so when she, you said you try to leave in all the things to make it natural. So when she didn't know what cubic zirconia was called and you had to correct her, Katie goes, they could have cut that out. They left that in on purpose. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. That was the guy. She said, you know, yeah, that's right. She was like, you know, I placed it with uh, cubic. Uh, yeah. 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 What did she try? Uh, the other thing that she kept doing is... The way that she was sparring with you seemed like you guys had known each other for quite. Don't you get me started? Don't, don't you get, do it? Right, You're gonna right. get me crying. She don't thought you that do you it. were like trying to. I don't know who in her life has tried to bait her yeah. along, but there that's, was. I think some sort of was she flirting with you? I don't it, know. It seemed a little in that vein. I think like, she was. I think that was some sort of defense mechanism okay. of, of of not. Being attacked. I mean, I think she didn't want to answer too many times the question, how could you do that to your own children? Right. 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 right? Which is a question that everybody in the audience wanted to ask. Right. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, the, the little, the little bit of flirting, uh, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that sort of, I mean, I think she was trying to charm me. And I think clearly there's a lot of Mickey that is very charming. Yeah. You know? No, and, absolutely. And, absolutely. And I think that's sort of what was going on there, which was, you know, come on, let's not. You know, let's not only focus on this one thing I did because, you know, I love my kids and I love them equally, even though yeah. a little bit of effort to make it very clear that I don't love them equally. Uh, um, you know, and then there's, there's there's Kelly who, like, you know, you know, has had this miserable time with her mom and then right. Joey who's had this, you know, favored nation mm-hmm. status. Oh, my God. And then the of, poor other son. The other guy, like, is sort of the one who sees everything I guess clearly. I'm not the favorite son, yeah. yeah. Like, he and his wife, like, understand what's going on. They yeah, were like, they're just like, yes. we're out you know, of it. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Like, they're, you know, like, my they're family's like, crazy. They're like the official biographers of that family. <laughs> Was it your yeah. idea to call it the favorite son? Yes. Okay. Yes, and normally, and that's one of the very few episodes in which I had any input on the title. Usually that's really? the one part of it that we don't write. Yeah. Mm. Um, like uh, mm. um, Unraveled, uh, nothing to do with. Um, uh, what are some others that we've, uh, we've just been talking about? Uh, the Deadly, Deadly, Deadly Detour. Deadly Detour, not, yeah. you know. Um, those are usually written by um, our executive producer, David Corvo, and also by um, Susan Nall, who's in charge of the Day of Air team and also in charge of all social things at Dateline. Love it. Um, and Good they sort of yeah. work out. And then Liz Cole, also yeah. our executive producer. Okay. The, the three of them kind of work out titles together. David, I think, sort of has the final word on titles. I sort of get the feeling that most of those titles 
um, are David's. Um, a I'm, that, fan of ours, Heather, just put together a spreadsheet of all of the oh, titles in the past idea. five years. Heather oh, Moss. This is such a good and idea. So she, okay, she highlighted, first? well, there's so many secrets. So we right. need to do secrets a secret series. Right. Yeah. A lot of secrets. There's a lot of a house on. Right. A behind, a house. behind closed doors and yes. in the line of fire. Were, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely are leading the line. I Bottom think there's the been three obsessions. Obsession, very big. So the adjective type words or the, you know, like the right. betrayal, you right. know, um, and right. then there's the basic, the murder of the mystery of, right. you know, a lot of those. Right. Um, and we thought you know, the night, the night blank vanished. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Somebody was watching Someone someone's was watching. child. Someone saw something. Someone, yeah. somebody somewhere. Someone some- was watching was one of mine. I love that one. That, which one is was that, that the hot tub and the neighbor was watching? <sighs> I don't know if it was yours, actually. Someone was watching, I think it was one of mine. I just can't remember which one it was. See, that's the thing. Is I don't... Yeah. These people say to me in airports, you know... Yeah. Yeah. You know, what happened in the mystery on Smoky Mountain? And you're and like... like hey, which one was that? Yeah. <laughs> and then they say, that was this person. And then I remember the story. So do you remember one of the ones we just watched, which is one of my favorites, Mystery on Heath Bar Farm? Yes. Okay. Do you think Tom Foley did it? I don't ever express opinions as to whether or not people are guilty. Um, I do think, as I thought with with uh, Sabrina Lamone, like I thought the case, um, uh, the case for acquitting him was in the end significantly stronger right. than the mm-hmm. case for convicting him. It was him, in mm-hmm. part because the investigation just wasn't thorough enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there were all these other cars there. Right, other right. people saw things. They weren't lying about that. Katie convin- was convinced they were being paid off by the friends of Tom's. I had theories. I just had you theories. Know, <laughs> my the, theories the, may the, not have been good, but I they mean, were theories. I, 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 the, the thing is, like, if that's true, mm-hmm. I mean, if these if these witnesses that came forward were in fact were a friend paid, of a friend or paid yeah. off by somebody who's a friend of the defendant, which I have no reason to believe, but I mean, let's say that that's true, a police investigation should be able to figure that out. Right. Absolutely. And you can subpoena people's financial records. You right. can talk to people. And those witnesses should have been found the first time around. Absolutely. And yeah. they weren't. It was that one yeah. woman came forward the next day after yeah. the verdict because yeah. she felt guilty. Right. So, yeah. I mean. Because I think she didn't think he was going to get. Right. Uh, or she was scared. She was scared until the, she saw right. he got convicted. Oh, and, and then, then she had right. it. That's a guy who, uh, Tom Foley's a guy who had very good defense, defense attorneys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, did he? Hmm. Yeah, his attorney and uh, his attorney's investigator very, uh, very capable. I'm still very surprised that he lives in the town. That really surprised me that he didn't leave, and he has his son back and everything. Just, and just yeah, you would I, think it would be a scandal, you know. And yeah, well, he, he, I'm, I'm sure he. And, he was uh, a hometown hero, though. He was a basketball was. star. Sure he and, I'm hero. sure he and Dar's family are not speaking at all. Oh, I'm but, sure. Yeah. 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 If you had named the episode with Mickey, oh, you had named it. You did decide it was the favorite son. Yes. If you could do it in the style of a Hardy Boys mystery, what would you have named it? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the mystery of the purloined ring. Right, I, yeah, that's what I go. said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my other choice was Diamonds Aren't Forever. <laughs> that was, that's good. Was that really? Yes, your, yes. that would be good. That's how, you know we do alternative titles on our podcast, sure. yes. so we rename that. Sure. So yes. hers always had a lot of puns are forever. In yeah, but yeah. I really yeah, we, like the diamonds. Are, we changed uh, uh, over the years. Um, before we were doing all crime, most Dateline stories were a play on words with a movie or a song. You know, which is why I mean, I did a story 
the first in the line of fire time mm-hmm. we used that was I did a story about whether or not the Secret Service should be compelled to testify about stuff they'd heard Bill Clinton say in the limousine. Oh. Right? This was back during during Right, during right, that. right. Um, uh, so, I mean, there were, um, uh, when, when Colin Powell decided not to run for president um, in, in, uh, in 96, um, we did a story which uh, was alternately called, we were thinking about strategic withdrawal, uh, and then we ended up calling it a soldier story because that was on Broadway at the time. Oh, so, I mean, mm-hmm. they were all sort of plays on words about, about common or, 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 or popular songs, music, uh, movies, books. Um, uh, but then as we went to crime, then it all became, you know, much more hard-edged. Right. And, and, uh, and so everything's, it's the stuff you've been talking about. Yeah, about, betrayal, you know, diabolical. Right. Um, yeah. I think we've used a sister's search a couple of times. Yes, yeah. yes. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank this you so with us. It's really Thanks. been thank you. nice. Yes, thank you. We can't thank you enough. Thank and you. can we get a Don't Watch Alone? Don't watch alone. So good. Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called The Favorite Son. It is uh, season 26, episode 11, December 8th, 2017. It aired, hosted by Mr. Mankey. I learned through that podcast, Moms and Murders, that he is used to being called Mank. He said everyone in his family is called Mank at some point in their life. So oh, really? I like to add the Mankey just to add it. Or Mr. Mank. Mr. Mank. Because it adds a little level of dignity to him. This is about the Connell family. The rowdy, reckless Connell family. They're kind of like just hooligans, all of them, it seems like. They're like rebel rousing and fighting constantly. That's what it says when they were growing up. They love each other, but they kind of hate each other, it seems like, at the same time. Well, I just couldn't get past the fact that it was the Connells and not the O'Connells. Yeah. I've never heard of an, a Connell with no O. It seemed odd. Incorrect. Yeah. Like they dropped it when they came over from Ireland. <laughs> it happens. A, yeah, no, I, um, yeah. No, no more O. No O'Shaughnessy. It's just Shaughnessy. <laughs> Shaughnessy ever, is you, super American. I know, but have you ever met? Have you ever met a Mikey Shaughnessy? No, it's no. Mikey O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, Billy O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, this is takes place in Williamton. Wilmington. Wilmington. There's three kids in this family, and the parents get divorced when they are older. John, Kelly, and Joey. Joey was the life of the party. His brother says he was loud and obnoxious, and this killed me because we always say we don't want to be described as lighting up a room or making everyone smile. You know what I'm saying? But to actually hear the brother say loud and obnoxious, I might have to rethink it. We have a lot of listeners who write us and say, make sure they say I'm snarky, I'm kind of bitchy, I'm really funny, I'm not sweet, say I'm sassy, you know? And yeah. But when you actually hear it, and then no. when, when Mank has to remind the brother and go, but in a good way, right? Right. And the brother is like, oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure, yeah, in a good way. They did. They totally had to qualify it at the end. They're like, you know, where you go to a party and he's the guy in the room that everyone's surrounding. I mean, they made him seem like, I don't know, frat boy? Yeah, definitely. Kinda? 
so the but, fat boy with an attention problem wants maybe, attention yes okay it, but i just couldn't tell if john the brother liked him or not i couldn't either middle he sounded like classic middle child he sounded like jam brady <laughs> could have been uh, so to the mom okay let's just jump into the mom and i have a feeling that we actually might agree on the mom i was all riled up to defend my position on the mom but you th- went through Twitter this time, and I had a feeling that I was going to be doing my everyone on Twitter agrees with me, everyone on Twitter thinks those sisters from last week were crying too much, and you I didn't believe that. me, and everyone on Twitter agreed with me about the mom. But I mean, <laughs> what about the mom? Well, first of all, she just seems kind of crazy. That's it. Just period. The mom is off. There's she's... something off with her. I can't tell if she's on drugs or drunk, or if that's just her personality. I don't think it's drinking. It seems to me that she's probably on a series of medications. (laughs) That she has a pill box that has every day several things. I do too. Uh, I don't know if they, I know, but I don't know if hers go together. (laughs) I think some of her things are counteracting each other. This is the result, which makes you not blink. Be pretty confrontational with your Dateline host. Right? When you're not, when you, there's no need to be. But she's being confrontational in a way that she thinks is kind of flirty, it seems uh, like. In points, yes. Because she's in like, points, don't you do that to me, Josh. And then at other points, she seems don't a little you do offended. That. Yes. Let's just say Josh made his money this episode. He oh, had to work God. overtime with M- Mickey, right? Mom. Yes. The mom is Mickey. It's Mickey. Josh Mankey is a professional. And if you've ever doubted yes. it, which I don't know why you would, because he watch always is, episode. but watch this episode. Because anyone else would have... I want the cut footage of this one. Yes. I want to see what was left on the editing floor. Yes. Because I think This was that... the best. This was the I... best stuff they had to use. I think that Mankey may have had to lead Mickey at certain points and say, okay, we're going to retape that. You might not want to say this. He was giving so, her acting notes, line I readings. Do. I think he was. I yeah. think he was trying to help her out because he, uh, there's a couple points where you see him almost leaning forward in his chair <laughs> trying to get her to like get on the Give train, Give an appropriate lady. reaction to what they are talking right. about. But her reactions are so the opposite of what they are speaking about. It was really entertaining to watch, though. I am I'm obsessed. Say that. Yeah, I yeah, could watch I was, a whole movie with her. I was like, bring Mickey back. Yes. I want Mickey's opinion on last week's episode. Could she just be show up in the corner screen, like a little box that shows up in the corner and it's her yeah. opinion on the episodes? Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, Adam did it. It was Adam. <laughs> I want her first initial reaction of who did it last week. Yes. Yeah, who killed Mary. Yes. Mickey, go. Go. Who was it? And she'd be like, well, that Katie. (laughs) You know what they say about girls with horses. And then (laughs) And then nothing else. And you'd be like. Just silence. What do they say about girls with horses? She'd be like. I didn't say it. You said it. (laughs) Just, yeah, I can't. It was that kind of logic. It was. Well, I did it and I don't regret it. (laughs) What are you saying? Are you from another planet? No, I. So, this episode is worth it, everyone, just for Mickey. Just for Mickey. God bless. And Mickey. we will be we will be speaking of Mickey again in future episodes because she oh, yeah. is larger than life. Yes. Uh, so she is beyond obsessed with Joey, 
her youngest son. He is her favorite, and Manx is pushing her to admit it, and he has a full-on twinkle in his eye. And he's like, you can say it. He's your favorite. You can say that. And she goes, I don't want to say that. And then she goes, don't get me started. Don't you get me started. Like she's going to cry. Then defiantly, so defiantly, she goes, well, so what? (laughs) So what? Okay, I think that maybe you should play Mickey in the, in the Lifetime movie. You did that. That was good. That was method. I'm impressed. I had to rewind several times because I just couldn't figure her out. She's just an odd bird. She's, she's kooky. A, she's, a, she's a kook. This was one episode when they showed a lot of photos from like the 70s and the 80s, them growing up. Yeah. And then I loved seeing pictures of her because she is just that mom. She's really pretty. Very. In the other photos, like uh-huh. a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. sort of like with a she cigarette, looks good now. I think, in some. Um, no, she looks great now. Okay, so Josh, Joey, sorry, Joey is the youngest son. And he meets this girl, Olga, from Russia, which I got very nervous about. They met online, and I immediately went to George and Anfisa from 90 Day Fiance. I got real scared. But I, Olga seems like a nice person. I'm really glad that you were scared because of that and not scared because she's a Russian and because our politics are insane right now. I did not even <laughs> so, think of Vladimir Putin. I immediately thought of Anfisa. How sad is that? But I wrote Russian Mail Order Bride. I think it's everyone's go-to when you hear that he married a Russian girl from Siberia who he met on the internet. It's like a wink, you but know. But she seems nice. I don't think that's the case. I don't, yeah, I I don't think, think she, that's yeah. necessarily the case. I think what Lauren and Alexi from 90 Day Fiance would say is that it's George and Fisa that are giving people like Joey and Olga a bad name. That True. Maybe they had a totally legitimate love affair. I I buy it. Okay. The mom is doing this, answering her questions in a strange way. So this is where we get to kind of the crux of what some of the episode revolves around, which is this ring. And again, she answers these questions in not the normal way. So Mankey says, tell me about this ring. And her response is, oh, I did something and I'm not sorry I did it. Okay. That's her response to tell me about this ring is going on this diatribe about how you did something and you're not sorry you did it. Okay, deal with it. Again, he has to ask her leading questions yes. because the, she he wants you to tell the story, Mickey. Right. Have you not... never done it? You, she's obviously never done an interview before. Oh, no, she's done an interview. She's done an interview with local TV, and I'm sure she told Mank all about it and probably showed him the footage. And he's like, this oh, I see. You don't it answer questions Christmas. correctly. I was at the mall. <laughs> oh, you think she was interviewed by local news about yes, like... She... So... Cabbage Patch. Yeah. <laughs> something. Something big at the time. The new wing of the mall opening up, what civilians thought of it. And right, she was exactly. like, there's going to be a JCPenney. I'm excited. Right. I can't. Okay. So... I don't have to drive to Annapolis anymore. Sorry, what's a town in Delaware? I don't know. Dover. Dover. Isn't that the capital? Sure. All right, there we go. So the mom, Mickey, had gotten this ring from her first husband, the father of her kids. They are now divorced. And she had given it to the daughter, Kelly, to wear whenever she got married. She kind of seemed weird to me because it was a ring from a divorce. Did that seem weird to you? No, because it is technically 
Kelly's his daughter. Yeah. So it's a ring from her father. That's true. But it's not just from her mother. It's from her it's from her parents and she's the only girl. To Kelly's the only girl. So Kelly got the ring. No, it seems normal. I thought you gave him to a son so that when he proposed, he gets to give it to the girl. But maybe she didn't do that because she had two sons because she had John and Joe. But she and made so no she said, bones that Joey was her favorite. John was expecting just, nothing from her. Why didn't she just keep the ring? Exactly. Okay, well, we'll get there. Okay. So then Joey it wants to marry Olga, but Kelly has the ring. So the mom lies to Kelly and says she wants to borrow the ring so she can wear it on vacation with her new husband. And then goes and breaks into Kelly's house and takes the ring and gives it to Joey. She literally steals the ring back from her daughter. And then they're scared that Kelly will get mad, as one would, because that's not normal behavior. So Joey and the mom swap out the ring for, as mom says, zircum, zircone, zirk, what's, what's it called? And then poor Mankey has to say cubic zirconium. And notice the Dateline left that in. Yes. There would have been a really easy edit right there <laughs> to just have Mank say, so they swapped it for cubic zirconia. Yeah, but they, ma- they left in her not knowing what it's called and going, what's it called? She's, what's it called? He, poor Mankey, who is so sophisticated and would never buy cubic zirconia, has to utter those words, cubic zirconia. But also, it's worse than that. They didn't just buy a ring that looked like it. They took out the diamonds and replaced the diamonds in the actual setting of the ring with cubic zirconia. Yes. And then he reset those diamonds into a new ring for Olga. Okay. Yeah. That's... The the whole thing is just... It's, the level of shade is... It's, it's so big. weird. And, then, and yeah. then Mickey starts laughing like this was a hysterical prank that they played on the daughter. And I think it's just a sociopathic thing to do. It's insane to me to give a ring to your daughter and then to steal it back so you can give it to your favorite child and then swap out diamonds and then sneak it back into her house or give it back to her or whatever. But she's going to find out. It's yeah. And then Mankey says, how could you do that to Kelly? And Mickey says, because I know she didn't need it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> This is like on Friends when Monica finally gets engaged to Chandler and she goes to her parents and she's like, let's pull out the Monica wedding fund. And they were like, we didn't think you were ever going to get married. So we spent it on a spa or something. And she's devastated because they just thought she was going to die alone. Now, to hear the the mom saying, because I know she didn't need it. That's It's literally like her next sentence was going to be, she's not pretty enough. Exactly. But she had a boyfriend. She's not pretty enough to land a man. She had a boyfriend. I want to know more about the boyfriend. Who, Kelly or the mom? Kelly's. I would like to know more about Mickey's new husband. Yeah. And why we didn't get an interview with him. What's his story? He's clearly sick of sitting next to Mickey and having to apologize for her odd outbursts every five seconds and go, she's not normally like this. Oh, she didn't let him in the room. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, there's no space for you here. There's only one chair. <laughs> I'm the star Go of home. this. This is about me. This dateline is about me. 
So Kelly, of course, finds out somehow that the ring has been totally swapped, then dismantled, and then put back together with inferior parts. So she is pissed. Manx says she felt betrayed. And Mickey shrugs her shoulders. No joke, fully does this exaggerated shrug of her shoulders when she hears that her daughter felt betrayed by her. And she says, well, Joey needed it. I mean, if you're not agog at that, listeners, reevaluate. I was agog. Yes. She's so flippant. Joey needed it. I did what I had to do, and I don't regret it. What is wrong with her? Is she in love with Joey? What is this hold that Joey has on her? Okay, so we're literally only six minutes into the episode, and I kind of wish the mom was the one that was in jail now, because she's fully a criminal and a terrible mother to Kelly. So Joey and Kelly get into a huge fight over the ring, but the mom is the one I think they should both be pissed at. So then someone breaks into Olga and Joey's house and steals a bunch of Olga's jewelry. Not the ring, she was wearing the ring, but they took these heirlooms from her mother. So Joey calls the police and says, I, my sister Kelly broke into my house, I think, and stole all this stuff. So the police start investigating Kelly and her boyfriend, who the mom obviously doesn't think is going to propose because he would have left her with the ring. My goodness. Okay, so... It's the first year of Olga and Joey's marriage. It's 2013, and they both are shot dead outside their place. There were two killers that were waiting for Olga and Joey to come home. John, the older brother, says that Joey had told him, if anything ever happens to me, our sister Kelly did it. Do you think that's a good bingo card, or do you think that's too specific? Like, what? If, Kelly did if it? something happens to me, well, that's true, too. Just Kelly? Just Kelly. <laughs> Just, is there a Kelly? Do you think, you know, like, if something happens to me, so-and-so did it. That happens fairly regularly. What is that called? It's not called a premonition. So what's that called? It's foreshadowing or something. Foreshadow. Okay, that's good. Something or like warning. That. A warning. I like that. So the police bring in Kelly after the murder, and they interview her about the ring drama. And this was weird to me. I think she got a little bit of the behavioral issues from her mother because she's describing the ring to the police, and she starts laughing. I can't describe it. Let me draw you a picture of it. Ha ha ha. About the ring. And like your Oh, and your it is brother, like hours, hours your, after her brother has died. Your brother was yeah. slaughtered. 25 bullets killed your brother and your sister-in-law whom you had been fighting with and you're like giggling that you should draw a picture of this ring the ring was twenty thousand dollars by the way so is that a lot for a ring yeah i don't know anything about about the stuff you can buy for twenty thousand dollars a lot you're walking around with twenty thousand dollars on your hand that's true i don't know maybe a lot of our listeners have expensive jewelry doesn't seem worth killing over though yeah i don't know I, th- like I don't know if it, yeah, I guess. I think Kelly was more just betrayed by the mom. That, so, But she does say the stuff to the police, how pissed she was to the brother. Yeah. She says that he was pure evil to her after he took the ring and that Olga and Joey were complete and utter idiots. Not the smartest things to say about people who were just murdered. Right. It doesn't make you look that good. I was thinking Kelly w- did something. And Joey had been getting restraining orders against Kelly because she had been harassing them, apparently. No, he'd been trying to. Didn't trying even go through, to. Right? Now, this is when we get our interview with Kelly 
And you can't tell if she's in jail or not because the background, maybe it's shadows from windows or bars. You don't know. It's all blurry. Kelly Kelly is in prison? Question mark. It's a room that could be prison, which I think we need to revisit my idea of the floating heads on the black background. If we're going to revisit that, then we can revisit my idea of everyone in a black turtleneck. Like Steve Jobs? Like Steve Jobs and in silhouette. Like the actor's studio. It's very dramatic. I don't know why you, What's yours the is more sci-fi though? What's and the mine's background? more drama. Nothing. There's just a light. It's just black. Oh, I see. I see. Like on an empty stage. Right. So you have hands so they can speak with their hands. <laughs> express. Here. Uh-huh. Yeah, they can express. And then you sort of see a side. Well, Kelly was actually doing it because she was only showing us half her face. Yeah, she did kind of do that. Did she have something going? I think maybe she had... A Honestly, I was like, yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, she's got something going on on that side of her face because she's really trying to hide that side of her face. That's funny. I, or I she really that thinks she has a good side yes, like I that do. Is it. And so every picture I take, I'm only to one side. Yes. She could be doing that. I also thought I'd probably do that if I was at a Dateline interview, make sure that my face was <laughs> like this. Face always goes to the left. It looks yeah. so awkward, you doing that right now. Is it, why are you not talking to me? Why are you turning your head and looking out of the side of your eye? That's just Hi. weird. Doesn't work. But I noticed that Kelly was doing it. Doesn't work if I wake. No, don't like wake that. at me. Okay. Uh, sorry. It it did look weird that Kelly. I did notice she kept looking to one side. Um. Oh, going along with my idea of the floating head is I wrote it again on Twitter because people were playing the, you know, are they in prison game, and people mm-hmm. were analyzing the background. Is Kelly mm-hmm. in prison? And I said, well, I think the floating heads. And someone said, but you can't have Mank be a floating head because of his tie-hanky combo. And then I said, I got the idea. No, we put Mank in front of a green screen. And he could be in a field of daisies. Or he could be in in a scummy New York street. Like a dark alleyway. So he'd never have to go on location again, technically. Yes, correct. You could put him anywhere. What if Mank was just a cardboard cutout of Mank, but then they did that thing where the <laughs> lips move and yeah. only the lips move? Oh, yeah, like Conan used to do. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Okay. Yeah, I like it. But then we wouldn't get the eyebrow raises. You'd need the eyebrow to move, too, because he does the smirk and the eyebrow raise. And so much in this episode. Oh, I, my intense. God. Because he was talking to Mickey. Yeah, it's off the charts. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were going to come right off his face. So she... Kelly says she was at home at the time of the murder. Now, John, the brother, says that the whole family was really suspicious because of the feud and maybe thought that Kelly had something to do with it. He says even the mom, Mickey, thought that the daughter, Kelly, had something to do with it. So now we jump into the secrets of Joey and Olga's lives. Everyone on Dateline has a secret life. The friend of theirs that's interviewed says they were good people. But then the police interviewed Joey's business partner, Chris Rivers. And when they ask him about Joey, he doesn't know Joey's dead. And he says, what did he do now? And the police are like, oh, boy. So Chris Rivers tells the police some less flattering stuff that Mank, he says, we'll get to later. He says, we'll get to that later. I completely caught it. And He's I like, was, stay tuned. And I was a little bit annoyed. I was. I was like, you better. He, I don't like think a, he usually, he never does that, right? No. I've never heard. Because it's yeah. kind of breaking the fourth wall a little. It is a little bit. We'll get you to know? that in a minute. 
talking yeah. to us. What? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- they do get to it later, though. The business partner, Chris Rivers, says that Olga was married before and she had fought with her former in-laws about all of this family heirloom jewelry. Again, with the jewelry that she had gotten from this family. And then Chris Rivers, the business partner, mentions the Russian mafia because she was from Russia and they had all these Russian friends. So the police start delving into all this stuff. They find out that Joey had a crazy wild past before he had met Olga. He had been arrested and was in jail for seven years because he had pulled a gun during this fight and he had resisted arrest. He was stubborn and wouldn't take the deal and wanted to go to court and he got seven years. That's ridiculous. Josh asked the mom about it. Like, how did you feel when Joey went to jail? And she does that thing again and she's like, don't you ask me about that. You're going to make me upset. Don't you do it. But I can't tell if she's flirting with him. She does this pointing thing at him like, I know what you're doing. It is. You, sir. Don't do that. It is. Tell. It's a little bit like that. I thought it. Yeah. I didn't think she was angry. She seems more like flirtatiously antagonistic. Sassy. Uh-huh. If, yes. Flirtatiously antagonistic. That's what she seems So like. Joey was super popular in prison. He made a ton of friends, including these guys in this biker gang. He also worked out a ton and he was huge jacked when he got out wait what's the but what's the biker game called by that it's like the, the, um, uh, pagans the pagans. pagans yeah right the pagan biker gang he worked out a ton and he was huge when he got out and he wanted to maintain the muscles but he started working right away so he didn't have as much time to work out so naturally he turned to steroids which is so funny because his brother john had literally just told us that after he got out of jail he was super straight and narrow because he didn't want to get in trouble again and then you cut to everyone else they're like he was shooting up every day steroids to stay huge so he got roid rage he was definitely would get mood swings and angry Mm -hmm. so now they have the funeral for olga and joey kelly says the mom would not even speak to her at the funeral and Mankey presses her on that, and she's like, I was upset. I wasn't talking to anybody. I'm not talking to him. I'm not talking to people if I'm crying. <laughs> she's so angry at that. But she didn't, it's the, almost like she didn't understand. It's her under- daughter. She also, it's like she didn't understand the question. She's like, well, if I'm crying, I'm not talking to people. Well, I, and I think, oh, of course and, not. But And what- then I think he thought that, or she thought he meant you didn't speak like say a few words no he did say but that. yeah but at first i think he was saying you didn't speak to kelly because then he's like well you i mean you didn't give a eulogy he sort of clarifies yeah. himself yes. well, you didn't give a eulogy or speak right at, at joey's funeral right. but and- according to kelly she was not speaking to anyone including her own daughter which is weird which is weird but it's weirder that then mickey goes on to describe the man who did get up and sing danny boy which we didn't need because to know. Because we're Irish. You know. She did say that. And um and then and then there were guys who told these funny stories and about Joey and just she's just so happy but to then, talk about Joey. It's like it, it's like he's still there. I think she's in denial cuz she's well, she's we'll like get to that so happy. In the words of Josh Mankiewicz. Yeah. Uh so Chris Rivers, the business partner, tells the police that the steroid selling is probably what Joey got himself killed over. 
The police don't buy it. They don't buy that. They don't buy the Russian mob angle. They look into the biker gang angle. That doesn't pan out. Then there's this other guy named Harry that was involved in the business, and he's totally a red herring and doesn't pan out either. Then the business partner, Chris Rivers, does this interview, and I couldn't tell what it was for. Was it for local news? I couldn't figure it out. It looked like he was in a room... With police, like, but then it, it was kind of look like that. But, but the, how said, did the family see it? Because the family saw it. I thought it. it was like a YouTube video. It was very strange. I think it was a special interview, but the police showed it to the family because the family does eventually see this interview. Yeah, they do. But I kind of thought it was public. I don't know. But it's like beautifully shot. It's not CCTV footage. It's like no. there's a camera sitting in the room. Yeah, that's why it seemed more like an interview, like he was doing with the yeah. reporter. I'm sorry, beautiful is a big word. It's not beautifully shot. Yeah, it wasn't. Be- I wouldn't say beautiful. <laughs> it was It was a room, a tan room. It with was like mildly beige clear. Beige walls. Yes. And you could see what he looked like clearly. It was Correct. fairly in focus. Yes. So his lawyer is with him in this interview. What's weird about the interview is he's saying on and on what a good guy Joey was and that no one could ever be angry with him and that they were best friends. And he has spent the last few months telling everyone what a train wreck Joey was and how pissed he was at Joey because Joey was stealing from the shop and selling steroids out of the shop was a total troublemaker i mean when the police asked him about him he said what did he do now but now on this video he's saying we were best friends no one could ever be angry with him about anything so the interesting thing also about the interview with chris rivers is that the details of the night before the murder have changed first he said he almost went to this party that joey was having but he got turned away at the door And then now he's saying that he just went straight home. And then his lawyer interrupts him and says, no, you stopped at McDonald's. So it's very strange that the stories keep changing. He's not a good lawyer. But he now is lawyered up and he won't talk to the cops. So they can't interview him anymore. He had really been bashing Joey, though. They heard it from everyone that Joey was fully stealing money from the company per Chris. This shop worker that we're interviewing with the white shirt who was bouncing around like he was on a roller coaster. Billy. Billy boy. What was his deal? Oh, yeah, just... He oh, could not sit still. No, he had beans he, in his pants. He's got, you know, he's the kid. Teenage scruffle. I, I don't yeah. know. Billy was... He, he seemed... He's good boy. He needed to sit on an activity yoga ball in class to get him to center, get out his wiggles. So... <laughs> That's that's what they do in class now. So he, yeah, he seems sweet. He said that there were a couple times that Chris told him, we can't pay you this month because Joey spent all the money in the account. Really bad stuff about Joey. And the police investigate. It turns out the shop was losing a ton of money, but they find out it wasn't Joey that was stealing the money. Seems that Chris was taking money to pay for his drug habit. Chris is addicted to prescription drugs and cocaine. Well, and And you can tell that the minute, I mean, I knew the minute you see that second interview, I was like, well, he's on drugs. He's on drugs. His eyes, I mean, he looks like he's wearing pink eyeshadow. (sighs) You couldn't tell. And then he's sort of doing the, it's not natural movements like Billy. Well, I was concerned about Billy the kid. Billy the kid is sort of shifty because he's young and he's on Dateline and he's probably nervous and he's wearing his best white polo. I don't know. But 
you know, Chris has got Chris was Jumpies. doing that like weird yeah. where twitchy. Yeah, that twitchy thing. Yeah. Chris provides camera footage from the inside of his house the night of the murder. I don't know why he has cameras inside his house. They never really address that. Because he's on drug really paranoid. So he's, uh, yeah, and he has a big drug habit. So it shows that he was at home the night of the murder, but he's pacing and he's on the phone a lot. So they go through his phone and it shows that certain phone calls have been deleted. But of course, the forensic people can find these, again, use a burner phone. Idiots. And both people use a burner phone. Buy our two packs that are coming to the market soon. Yep. So the calls were to Josh Bay, who's a customer at the auto shop that, Chris and Joey work at. Josh is a felon and is Chris's drug dealer. Ha- but Josh has an alibi. And where is Josh's alibi? Were you not st- I have it in all caps. Three exclamation points. Josh has an alibi on camera. He was working that night at Kohl's. Working the night shift at Kohl's. At Kohl's. Yeah. So Josh- I have only been to a Kohl's once in my life. I have never been to a Kohl's. Should we go? You might be getting a Kohl's gift card for Hanukkah. Okay, so Josh has this alibi, but he was talking all night to Chris, but also to this other criminal, and this other criminal was talking to this other criminal. These two criminals are named Benson and Thompson, like their partners on Law & Order SVU. I couldn't believe it. I was so pumped. Benson and Thompson hitting the scene. The police tell the family that Chris, the business partner, was probably behind the whole thing. And this is when the mom gets, again, kooky, and she calls him a liar and a conniver. And people on Twitter were not so happy because they're still mad about the ring. And they were saying, you know, look in the mirror, hun. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Conniver. I didn't know if it was a real word. It's not a real word. I googled it. Is it a real word? Because conniving is a description. It showed up as a noun in one of the dictionaries online. I thought it wasn't a word. I I fully looked it up. Dang it. I don't know. I don't know. It It was like freedictionary.com. I also don't know if Dateline editors thought it was a word. I think they may have thought it wasn't a word and they left it in on purpose. There's some little Easter eggs in this episode. They're doing some (laughs) stuff for us. Let us know if it's officially a word. Like, does Webster say it's a word? Because freedictionary.com says it's a word, but we don't know what that means. Freedictionary.com yeah. sounds like a fraud. I don't know what that means. That's like you and me making a dictionary. Yeah, it is. It's like Wikipedia. I think anyone can just do an entry. It did show up on um, on Urban Dictionary, too. Oh, it's not a yeah. real word. There's no way. So police don't think they have enough to arrest Chris. So it's like levels. So there's Chris at the top. Then there's Hitman A, who's Josh. And then he handed it over to Benson and Thompson, Hitman B and C. Right. So it's it's like a, a pyramid scheme, if you will, of Hitman. But there's they only need... two assassinators. Correct. There's only two Ass- people, right? Assassinators, yes. There's only two people actually with weapons. Right, but it's just there's an extra middleman in right. there that's not usually Josh there. Bay is the middleman because yes. Chris somehow thinks he's going to keep his hands clean by only never talking to Benson and Thompson and only talking to Josh Bay, his drug right. dealer who he trusts. So the police don't think they have enough to arrest Chris. They need Josh to flip. 
an article is run in the newspaper about how broke Chris is and how broke the auto shop is. And that makes Josh Bay, the middleman, realize he's not going to get paid for the hit job thing. So he's willing to make a deal now with the police. So Mankey's like, make sure the lesson learned, folks out there, is that you pay your hitmen. And then a shooting rainbow star appeared over his head. And it was like, the more you know. Josh tells the police that Chris asked him to have them killed for 60000 Well, it seemed like Josh suggested 60000 and then Chris agreed to the 60000 And again, we're faced with this extreme fluctuation in the rates of hitmen. We've seen... 10,000, we've seen 100,000, and now we've seen 60,000 for two people, which is 30,000 a person. Again, we're varying wildly by state as well. That's true. So they go to trial, and the mom is still very odd, and she talks about how when she sees Chris in the courtroom, she says, I just kept staring at him. He's just disgusting. And the best thing is, Mank could not get on the same page with her. No. Because the minute she says, I was just staring at him, and he's like, oh, you're trying to catch his eye. He He's yeah. trying to kind of roll with her, and she goes, no. He's no, disgusting. He's disgusting. I would not want to catch his eye. And you're like, well, then why are you staring? Mank could not catch a break. No, Nothing he, he suggested was in no, line with right. what Mickey yeah. was actually, where Mickey's head was. Maybe she's a genius. Maybe Mank and all of us are thinking on a certain plane. And then her plane of thinking is like Um, just a few inches above ours. She's the Mensa plane. Yeah. And so we just can't connect. I don't think so. But it's cool. (laughs) It's a good theory. We can go with it. Conniver. So Josh, it turns out, had a business insurance policy with Chris since they own this business together and it's for almost a million dollars so that's what Chris wanted part of why he wanted to kill him so then my question is do you want to get a life insurance policy with me for this podcast for this podcast yeah let's do it let's do three million okay we'll see how it goes we'll see who lives to talk (laughs) about it (laughs) best of luck to you may the best woman win (laughs) May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) So Josh, um, he said, like, why does Olga have to die, too? And Chris said it was because Joey may have had a will. Man, he's cold. So cold. And then obviously the new wife would interfere with him getting some of that money, maybe. Bear in mind, they had been married for less than a year. It's really sad. sad. Yeah. Josh reveals that Chris has been setting up this whole thing, playing these mind games, basically, laying this groundwork. It's so weird that he's so on drugs, but so smart. He had been saying for months now how Joey was going to get himself hurt because of his steroid use and his dealing steroids out of the shop. Chris has been saying for months now, you know, Joey's selling drugs out of the shop. He's going to get himself hurt one of these days. If something happens to him, it's going to be those drug guys, you know, like laying the pipe. But was he really dealing steroids out of the shop? Do we have Billy's word on that or do we only have? I think we have. We know for sure that Billy saw him in the bathroom doing the steroids. But did Billy see him selling out of the back room? That I'm not sure if he was. 
I don't know if he was actually doing that. It would make sense, though, because Joey and Olga were going out to tons of fancy dinners and, they, and spending a ton of money. And the older brother said that all of a sudden they were spending tons of money. You're right. And they said that not only was Joey not stealing from the auto shop, he wasn't taking his full half cut. And he and Olga were sometimes not getting their salaries. So they were getting money from somewhere. Yeah. And that kind of makes me think he was selling the drugs out of the shop. Okay. Um, this was my OMG moment. What besides Mickey is just a whole OMG moment is that Chris had had Josh do the robbery that Kelly was framed for. He was that smart that he got into their family beef. And he saw this fight between Kelly and Joey over this ring and he stoked the flames of it by having his hitman guy rob the house and take jewelry so that it would look like the sister did it. And that way, when he killed the sister or killed Joey a month later, the sister would get framed for it. That is, if I may say, diabolical. The D word. I mean. It is diabolical. You're right. So... My OMG moment is just when I glance over at my notes and this part that we're talking about. Yeah. So Josh Bay committed the robbery to frame Kelly, right? And I, my line on this is... What is sorry. it? <laughs> what is it? It's Michael Bay done the burglary. <laughs> Michael Bay, the film director? Michael Bay done the burglary. <laughs> But then also, I capitalized Michael and put a period at the end of burglary. So that okay. was an actual sentence that I wrote. I just... I, sorry. several times in my notes, thought of Michael Bay instead of Josh Bay, because okay. that's the only Bay I've ever heard of. So it's like a setup from a Michael Bay movie. Did he done Except do it? without Transformers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like it, so Chris is found guilty, thank goodness, <sighs> and he gets two life sentences, And in his courtroom apology, he says this weird speech about how he wants to be an example for people who are using drugs and sorry. (laughs) Just sorry. Yeah. So the mom, Mickey, still has Joey's ashes at the house. And Manx takes the moment at the end of the episode I feel like he's spent several days with these people. He wants to impart some wisdom upon these people. He thinks he can get them to repair their family and make some change. But he's forgetting who he's talking to. So he tells mom, are you going to patch things up with Kelly? And she says, we're fine. We'll be fine. We're going to push our feelings down and go on with things. And we'll just, it'll work out. It is what it is. What? Like, it makes no sense. And then he says, you know what? Don't steal anything else. That's his final wisdom to Mickey. And she says, well, I never did before. But I did it. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sorry for it. What is... I can't... What? That is literally what she says. She's defiant until the end. The you end. know why? You know why? Because Joey needed it. Because Kelly didn't need it, and Joey needed it. But that's it. also the last sentence, because Joey needed it. That's, that's the all. last sentence we hear from Mickey. 
And like Dateline lets it get uncomfortable because it's kind of uncomfortable. I was shifting so in my seat. Defiant right. and will never admit any fault to the part that this played in right. her son's death right. and this rift between this family. And that the the brother and sister were not speaking when he when he died. Yes. She will never get the closure that she gets is zero. Yes. Because they were not speaking and their last words to each other, I'm sure, were something horrible. Absolutely. And, you know, Kelly seems to get it. Kelly is crying and she says, I've learned tell people that you love them, make peace with them while you have them in your life because you never know what's going to happen. She gets it. Now, her mom still seems to be pissed with Kelly. She doesn't seem to get it. God forbid something happens to one of them. They're going to still be fighting. And poor John, he got brainwashed and he thought Kelly did the murder too. So they probably have a rift because her older brother thought she murdered the younger brother. The whole family is all whacked because how would you feel if you were the sister and the family actually considered that you might have done this? Right, Murdered exactly. your brother. Yeah, you'd lose and, your mind. And you were fighting with your brother at the time of his death. Like that's bad enough. Right. But then people in your family kind of maybe think, later on, Mickey goes, no, I never thought she would do it. No, they were fighting, but she would never hurt him. But I don't really believe that. No, because... I kind of think she really did think Kelly did it. There's a couple of points in there that they said the prosecutor comes on and keeps and says we were getting a lot of tips that it was Kelly. And From I, the family. I, you know it was Mickey. And Mank asks Mickey, he says, did you call in? No. She does it in this kind of way that's like, <laughs> so maybe, but she says no. She goes, no, 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 I never did that. It's like she convinces herself in the moment that she didn't call the police and try to turn in her daughter for Joey's I murder. I think kind of, okay, so A, she's, I think, clearly on prescription medication. B, she's so massively obsessed with her son and the thought that her actions may have had some part in his death are, is like too much for her to bear. Right, she can't. So she's in full on denial. So now, whenever anyone asks her about the ring, she just goes, I'm not sorry I did it. Yeah, I did it. I'd do it again. When you just, instead of acceding to your mistakes, you just go balls to the wall and just go, No, I did it and I'm proud of it. It's crazy behavior. It's crazy but, behavior. Um, she was delightful to watch, though. Yeah, she truly. was. I, c I could have had her on several episodes this season. Oh, yeah. I think we need her as a correspondent. I think you're right. Thanks for listening, everybody.